theyeshiva.net. Okay, good morning, everybody. I want to give a mazel tov to the Engel family who's here, the father of the Kala, the Zayda from the Kala, the whole Meshbacha, still in the middle of Sheva Brachas, the whole Zingen Anam's Midas. I welcome everybody else too. Yeah. Okay, we're holding in the middle of the Maim about the Makoshish 84. Huh? Yeah. 84 or Membez column 3. On top it says Shlach. The line starts with Ah of Kalam. I don't like fifteen lines from the bottom. First column, eighty-four. The line starts with Kalam. The Balatanya explained to us that there are two states, two layers in Ava in love. One, he says, is a Ava that's rooted in Mamalikalalman. In his Lushan, in his language, and one is an Ahava, love rooted in Seiv of Kalam. The difference, briefly, is the Ahava of Mamalik Kalam is essentially a love of self, of the ultimate self, the true self, but it's a love of self. As Moshe Rabbeinu puts it, La'ava Sashem Alekecha, Kihu Chayecha. Haslibzich. The real zich, the real haslib zich, you love yourself, the real self, the true self. You love your life. A person loves life. You love your life. And therefore you love life. What is the truth of life? The truth of life is the divine of life. As, as he puts it, who atzmoi, ha chayiz shebekirboi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot to love. Part of loving self is love of God. <laughs> that's that's what real love of self is. It's not love self, my my mishagas and my ego. That's a different type of uh, right. That's on the contrary. It's not a love of self. <laughs> that's love of a cover up of self. Because I don't like myself, I need to like other things. This one falls in love with their suit. What do you have to love your suit for? Because I don't like what's behind this suit. This one has to love their watch. This one has to love their car. In other words, these are all loves that substitute the real love of self. The real love of self is the love of, of your deepest pnimius. So you don't have to substitute it with other stuff. Sometimes when there's such a void, you know, I hate myself. A person once told me, I said, why do you work so hard? He was... A real workaholic, but beyond. The Jews are workaholics, but this was like a mahadrim in a mahadrim. Non-stop. <laughs> he said something very deep. I'm laughing. It's not, it's pretty tragic. He said, I never felt needed in my life. I'm going to force my whole company to say, I am needed. I am needed. I have, so it was in a very deep awareness. So in other words, the whole drive was not because he was interested in that issue. It was coming simply to fill a tremendous void that I really feel valueless. So how am I going to prove to myself that I have value? 
And the answer is, at the board meeting, they're going to say, you know, he's indispensable to the company. Which means whenever my ambition is fueled by that, then I never really know what I want. Because most of my ambitions are just here to fill up a void and get me away from the pain of filling that void. So it could be my whole life I'm pursuing dreams that have nothing to do with my dreams. Am I making myself clear? Anybody relates to this here? Of course, of course you want to fulfill useful and you want to be valuable, you want to be indispensable to your company and you want tenure and you want to raise, of course. That's not... uh, When it becomes as a substitute because there's no value outside of the compliment that I'm getting from my boss. That's the issue. It's not coming from within. The without replaces the within. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. How would a Russian, how would a Russian Jew know about that? About families that don't give compliments? <laughs> Trust me, there's American families also who have that issue. Russians got their issues, but Americans also have a couple of issues. Huh? Different type, different type, yeah, different type. Okay, listen. Russia, you know, is a unique... <laughs> Between the Tsars and Stalin, uh, they really did a job on uh, Russian society. Huh? Yeah. Hitler murdered everybody, and the Russians destroyed everybody inside, right? They destroyed, they destroyed normalcy. Huh? They tried, they tried. You're here. As I do. Yet, yet, nikavo. Kromi boga adnavo. Yeah. So get the chiyud based tamas balsa. So, so that's the first law. Very, very important. Laavas ashabalakacha. Kihu chayacha. Ah, ah, Yud Beis Tammuz was the Chagagula of the Rebbe Rayat in 1927 by Stalin. Uh, no, under Stalin. Yes, Sekhti. 27. Tofresh Pezayin. Tofresh Pezayin. If you take the whole population of Russian Jews, you know, we're saying in 1930, how many now are from or healthy or whatever. I don't know what Listen, they were 70 years under an oppression that people don't realize what happened to them. Generations. It was one of the most strategic uh, wars against Yiddishkeit in history. Beyond mind control. Okay, it's not for now. We could do a lecture, some lectures on Russian history. But it's, uh, it's worth, it's worth understanding a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what are we talking about? <laughs> compliments. Okay, compliments. <laughs> uh, this love of self. He's loving Hashem. Uh, how does it go with Bitly? You said everybody wants to feel needed, 
And at the same time, you know, you want to have bittel, so it seems to Right, so it's, it's, you want to know how it coincides with Bittl. So I think the answer to that is depends how we define Bittl. If we define Bittl literally as uh, the, the self is worthless, as Moshe says, the Bista garnished, and that's an American speaking, not even a Russian. So uh, I guess Americans also have some issues. Not you, but other Americans. <laughs> hey, not me. <laughs> So if we define Bittl as that, then you're right. The two can't coincide. But this is not a contradiction to Bittl. Bittl is the Bittl of the ego. The Bittl of the separation. The Bittl of the self that is not one with the divine. Real Bittl means the alignment of self with the true self. Not the substitute of self with a fake self. You want to be Mavatl, that which is toxic in the person, that which is alien to the person, that which separates the person from his true self, from his true core. You get what I'm saying? It's even in halacha that way, by the way. When you say the word bittel in halacha, there's a famous idea, bittel b'shishim. Yeah? A little milk falls into a cholin pot. So there's a din of bittel b'shishim. If the ratio is 60 to 1, so it gets nullified. Yeah. <coughs> What's the logic of it? The logic of it is that the majority, especially if it's 60, overwhelms it. It doesn't give it, obviously it's not recognizable anymore. It can't give it any flavor. The milk can't impact the flavor. It's too too small. Right. There's a fa- famous, so it's Machlikas in Rishonim, how you define the mechanism of Bittl. The Rosh has a Lash in a Masech Techulin. I'm going to say, Ha'isur Nepach Lias Kemoy Ha'heter. Bittel means that the Isur is transformed into the Heter. Yeah, it's not like the milk is overwhelmed, so we disregard it. No. Because of the power of the meat, in terms of the ratio of meat versus milk, Ha'isur Nepach. It's like the milk is part of the Tzolent. That's the word Bittel. I bittle means it's nullified. He says, what does it mean it's nullified? It becomes part of it. Right? Bottle becomes part of it. So now, uh, the influence of the meat redefines the milk. In terms of practicality, at least. We're not going to discuss the chemistry at the moment, but. Its original quality is gone. Its original quality is gone. At least in terms of kashras. So if you want to now translate, you say, Bittl to Hashem, what does that mean? <laughs> that what? New taichit up in halacha. That you become part. <laughs> you become part of Hashem. So that makes you more powerful or less powerful? What do you think? <laughs> Much more. You're a conduit for the infinite. Not only it makes you more powerful, it gives you infinite power. So I'm being mavatal. I'm being mavatal the milk. It becomes part of the meat. So real bittel means, on the contrary, you, you, we call it being mavatel. Really, it's 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 the most powerful self development and self actualization. But it's it's divine self actualization. In halacha, you have a din shlucha shaladam kemaisa. Balatanya has a lashon on the kutatayra shlucha shaladam ha'elyon kemaisa. Adam means a person. But Adam always means also the ultimate Adam. 
So when the Gemara says in Kedushan and in many places, Shlucha Shal Adam Kamaisa, he says in Lakudatari, Parshas Vayikra means Shlucha Shal Adam Elian Kamaisa. You're a Shliach of the ultimate Adam. What's Kamaisa? You're like him now. The Gemara has a Lashon in Shavuos, Eved Melech, Melech. <laughs> the Eved of the Melech is the Melech. <laughs> really? The new, the, new, the new king now? Isn't that treason? The answer is no. If he's Eved Melech, he is the Melech. Because his Metzius is an Eved. He's a conduit. He's an Eved for the Melech. That's what real Bittl means. Rabbi Litzman, Huh? So whenever you hear the word Bittl, right? It empowers you in a good way. Yeah. It empowers you. As this a You mentioned a person wants to feel needing, indispensable. This is a very positive moment. Exactly. Exactly. I heard a word from Michael Savage. You know Michael Savage? Huh? From California. I was in the car, I turned on the radio, and I hear Michael Savage speaking. I'm telling you, as he said the Vart, I never heard it before. I heard this Vart from Michael Savage. Go, go, go figure. I'm listening to the radio and he says, I read or I heard an insight by Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and sometimes when you hear something, you know, his accent, I'm not going to do it at the moment. He says, sometimes you hear something from somebody and you say, wow, this is a man of God. What's the line? That when you were born, when you were born, it's the day that God said that the world is incomplete without you. There's something about you that the world is incomplete without you. That's what birth means. He says, that's called wisdom. That comes from a great sage. And then he went on to discuss how people need to have this feeling. Okay, so this is what I heard from him. I never saw it anywhere. It's a beautiful word. <laughs> birth is God saying that the world is incomplete without you. It's certainly consistent with the Mishnah in Sanhedrin, Chayev Adam Loimar. To tell you that a person is an oilam mole, etc., so forth. But what does that mean? That that need is not a is not a toxic need. It's a genuine need. It's understanding your indispensability, your value. is not about narcissism. The whole world was created for me. Everything is for me, 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 and I could step on everybody and manipulate everybody and exploit everybody, and everybody is here for me. That's not a healthy condition in life. And yet the Mishnah says, Bishvili Nivra For me, the world was created. But there's two ways of looking at it. The whole world was created for me. And therefore, I can exploit everybody. And nobody even exists outside of me. Basically, I see everywhere a mirror. Wherever I look, I just see a mirror. You're a reflection of me, and you're a reflection of me, and you're a reflection of me. They say that there was a fellow who came to a therapist. Um, and his problem was that everybody looks like his mother, and whoever, and whoever says anything, he it's his mother, it's his mother talking, and it drives him crazy. His mother is very controlling, 
And wherever he goes, everybody says it's his mother, and he, he goes, he gets, he gets, he goes crazy. He has these fits of rage as a result. And he says, and his dreams, his dreams, and his dreams, only his mother, his whole night he dreams about his mother. So the doctor says, so describe to me last night. <laughs> so he says he dreamt the whole night about his mother, his mother telling him this, his mother controlling him, his mother complaining, his mother demanding. And then finally he fell asleep, and his mother wakes him up. <laughs> And says, you gotta go to the therapist, you gotta go to the therapist, nine o'clock appointment, you gotta go to the therapist. So he says, I run and I wanted to eat something, so I take a fast, I take a piece of bread and I run, and I run, and I run here with a cup of water, and, uh, and I'm here. The doctor looks at him, he says, uh, I don't understand, that's called breakfast? <laughs> Shine. So, uh, sometimes a person, that's that's a form of trauma, right? If I'm everywhere, so that I'm living in a in a house of uh, a house of delusions. You're me, and you're me, and you're me, and everybody is me. We have names for these things. But Shvili Nivra'olim is the exact opposite. It's the ultimate bittel because it rec- the person recognizes his or her indispensability as a shliach of Hashem. And there's something at stake in the universe, in you, because who are you? You're the divine light manifested in the world. And if you're the divine light manifested in this world, your light missing is impacting the whole world. Because Anna Avda the Kuchabrichu. You know the Nigin, Anna, Anna Avda, ah? Avda the Kuchabrichu, yeah? I'm an Evid of Kuchabrichu. So you start with Anna, but Anna is defined as Avda the Kuchabrich. That answers your question. And this answers your question by the Lechayim of your, of your daughter. You remember? You asked about Bittl. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. So the two greatest days of a person's life is the day he was born and the day he figures out why he was born. Yeah. And do you figure that out? <laughs> do you really figure that out? So that's my friend the Shrigger, huh? It's always changing. Huh? The day you figure out why you were born and the day you can embrace it. You can really embrace it. Because sometimes we, uh, we can't figure out why we were born because it's hard for us to acknowledge it. So there's a lot of blockages, I think. So the ability to really be able to embrace it and go with it. Because sometimes it's, it's too big for our imagination and it's scary. Or it's something that's outside of our comfort zone. So really the ability to uh, be able to embrace it. So this Ahava is, is, is a tremendous idea. But it's the love of self. But it's the love of the real self, the true self, the divine self, the divine core. Rabbi Isaac, was Okay. Rabbi you good? The second day. Huh? So that's 
That's the love of the ultimate self. Realizing that. Realizing its value, realizing its dignity. As he puts it, it's really part of the person. Because a person loves their life. What is this love? Who is baruch hu atzmei hachiyus shaboy. Those are his words. Who atzmei hachiyus shaboy. Hachayus shabakir boy v'chayu v'mamishu chayi ha'ilam emalyayinu v'tachtayinu. Now this has a lot in it. This is this includes a lot. Why is it called the Avarudid and Mamalikalalma? That we have to understand. In other words, these language the language of Amalikalalma and the Avarud Amalikalalma seems very mystical, very abstract. But really it's a very clear idea. What's Mamalikalalma? Mamalikalalma means Hashem, the way he becomes the world. That's Mamalikalama. Hashem, the way he defines himself as the life of the world. Not just of the world collectively, but of every single aspect of the world. That's why, as we learned in other Maimari, Mamalikalama is always about diversity. His chalkos. Because the chiyus in you is not the chiyus in me. There is the commonality. Va'atom chaya eskulam. But the Va'ata Mechayes Kulam is also very individuated. Because every single Nivra, every single created being has its own purpose. And therefore its own function. And therefore its own design. And all, everything matches with each other. You can't compare the purpose of a black hole to the purpose of a little uh, moss. Or a little squirrel that I was watching this morning eat uh, food on Jacob. It has, it's, it's takhlas. Like the Bashamta famously said that even a leaf that turns over, right? You all know the verse from the Bashamta, if it turns over, is by divine providence. In other words, it's somehow part of the plan. You say, really? <laughs> How is that exactly part of the plan? And the Bashamta is taicht, not just that everything is Bahashgacha. Much deeper. In other words, not just there's a plan here, but that it's indispensable to the whole plan. <laughs> it's not just, it's not a mistake. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. No. It's, it's indispensable to the cosmic plan, to the cosmic purpose. It's not just a prat, it's also pr- part of the whole, part of the whole cloud. I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he said over this word from the Baal Shem Tov, and he said that a good marshal for this is which in English means a, uh, a real housewife who knows, who has mastered the art of running a home, a balabasta. He says, you'll see, a real balabasta, there's nothing out of place in the house. If it's garbage, it has to go out. If it's in the house, it has a purpose, and it has its place, it's not there randomly, it has its function, even a little, it could be you're putting away a screw, because in six years you may need it. But it has its purpose. But he said, but a real balabust, it's more than that. And this was a very interesting, powerful insight, and I think a very deep sensitivity to the feminine soul, the Akeris Habayas. It's not just it has a purpose. Every detail is part 
and indispensable to the ganze mahalach for the shtub, <laughs> to the whole picture of the house. Here's my explanation. Now, men are compartmentalized. Now, by me, a draw is a draw. Where's the hammer? The hammer is here. Women are less compartmentalized. The house is one chefza. It's one mitzias, yeah? You know my clips about waffles and spaghetti, but we're not going to go there now so early in the morning, yeah? Spaghetti, every strand of pasta is integrated with another thousand pieces. You don't have one strand of pasta. The house is the whole house. Every detail is not just it's here. It's essential to the Gansa Mahalach, to the whole house. Somehow it gives Shleimus in the whole house. So that's about Shemta's Vart. Not just the leaf is, is with a purpose. Every Tnuwa, every Nakuda, every Prat is indispensable to the whole Indian. So when you speak about Mama, so that gives a whole different, uh, dignity to a person's journeys. Al Pi Hashem Yisu, Al Pi Hashem Yachano. Not just where you come, even the journey, the travel. The journey, the travel is the leaf rolling. Who cares? A little leaf. And by the way, there's a storm outside. So we, we wanted Hashem to make a storm and the leaf shouldn't roll. It's, it's, if there's nature, when it's windy, the leaf is going to blow. That, how could that be? How could both be Bahashgacha? But the Balshamtav said, no, the wind is supposed to be. <coughs> And the fact that the leaf is moving is not just a necessary result. What do you want? There's a system. The system is when this happens, this is going to be reacted. And nests in the tree are going to fall apart from storms. No, that itself is, is Bahashgacha. Can Sfrag in Reb Say today in Right, that famous line, you sneeze, you sneeze in Muncie and there's a hurricane in China. Yeah. Or I should say, Trump tweets in Washington on the ganze Welt, But Mela, Trump is Trump, is the president of the United States. He could take a saber, really never oil him, and he does. The Chiddush is, the Chiddush is, Aposha Tayyid is walking to Shachris on a Monday morning. You can also say, Bishvili Nivra'ilam. Aye, Maya Voida, what's Maya Voida, what's gonna help? Not help. I said Maidani in the morning, no big deal. But Alhamdulillah well, says that's a mistake. A person has to understand the indispensability of every moment. All of this is, what's the word? The word is Mamalikalam. So Mamalikalam and Tai up in English, it's the way Hashem defines himself as the engine of the universe. That's a big deal. That's no small thing. To be the engine of the universe, you got to be uh, <laughs> pretty infinite. And not just the engine of the universe, the engine of every being in the universe. And hence, we call it mamale. What does mamale mean? As we spoke many, many times, it fills it. What's that it fills it in spirituality? It fills spirituality means that's the toichen, that's the experience of the being. This is who I am. Mamalaklaman is who I am. If I want to define me, and you want to define you, right? You say this chius fills me. This becomes who I am. This becomes who you are. That's why there is diversity. There's commonality. We're all one, and we're also all different, and both are essential. Because if we were supposed to be all the same. We would be all the same, but we know we're not the same. No two people think alike. No two people feel alike. 
No two people are alike, including two snowflakes. Ain't parts of Shavas, ain't they saying Shavas? That's not a mistake. It's not a random error. I, I wish you could be like me. That's essential to the Kavana. That's part of Mamalakalam. And the way Hashem defines himself as my engine is not the way he defines him as your engine. My soul is my soul. My goof is my goof. Our DNA may be almost identical, but the word is almost. And when people say details are not important, really, details are not important. What's the difference between you and a chimpanzee? How many details are different? <laughs> you can look at the DNA, there's not many differences. But details are very important. They say the devil is in the details. What's the Lashem? Huh? From a Jewish perspective, Lahavdal God is in the details. Study the Jinnam, even a little bit, and you'll see if God is in the details or not. And ask a computer, uh, ask a computer programmer if you just, you ever read these, these back end codes? Yeah? Right? It's worse than a lot of Jewish magazines in terms of incomprehensibility. And, uh, you, uh, it's cleaner. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you say no agendas, no politics. And you're reading and reading and reading. And I'm looking at it. I get, I get headaches. I asked him, what if you would take out that crazy symbol that doesn't make sense to me? He says, oh, you're going to destroy everything. You're going to destroy everything. That's how it works. A Z. Try sending an email and just take out the dot. Just take out the dot. Right? (laughs) Gmail.com. Who needs a little dot? Details? The devil is in the details. Life is not in the details. But that's not the case because what looks to me and to you like a dot... From the programmer's perspective, is not a dot. <laughs> it's somehow essential to the whole picture. So what we call nothing and insignificant and valueless doesn't work that way. From our perspective, yeah. But from the programmer's perspective, and here I'm talking about the ultimate programmer's perspective, and the metaphor is really good because DNA they call a program. It is really. All computer programs are a glimmer of a glimmer of a glimmer of a glimmer of a reflection of the ultimate program, that's what the Chazal mean. Today we can understand it, that the world is basically a program of letters, right? For thousands of years, it said in, in Gemara, in Medrash, in Kabbalah, in Chesidus, Dvar Hashem, the words, the words, Givchios, Shara Yichud is based on this. Which words? What words? When words? Today, from a scientific perspective, if you want to describe the underlying reality of creation, they speak in terms of letters, in terms of words. It's fascinating, it's incredible. And when you go to that level, there's a much deeper unity, because it's basically, as we put it by us, there's the 22 letters of Aleph Beis, Shabahem Nivra Oilam, with which the world was created, and the whole Sefi Yitzir is based on this. But there's not one letter, there's 22 letters. 22 letters is the genesis of diversity. And those 22 letters morph into endless more letters, which is the genesis of all diversity. Starts with 10 mamoris, which is 10 spheres. It morphs into 22 letters. And from there comes the whole diversity of creation. And therefore, my life and your life are one, but they're also different. So the love rooted in Amalek means what? The love to Hashem that's rooted in God becoming the core of me, the core of you. 
Hashem becomes the engine, the heartbeat, the chiyos, the life, the vitality, the content, the form, the functionality, the design, and the spiritual core and chemistry of every single nivra. You understand my Malik Very important. Doesn't create shrama. This Mamalikam doesn't create shrama. This is the the elevation, the validation of all existence as a symphony of God. I'm sorry. Yeah, the nefesh abamis is also a chiyas The question is how concealed it is. <laughs> Just like in science, also I don't see that I have DNA. You know when they discovered DNA? 1956. Mister Watson, who was it? Huh? 1956, that's just a couple of decades ago, a few decades ago. So 5,700 years, there was a world, no one even had a hasaga. You know, they used to think that a cell is a little joke, like a cell is like a Chinese checker, <laughs> like, like, like a pea. Today, a cell, the complexities that go into one cell is the most sophisticated machine in the whole universe. All of our machines that we create Pale in comparison, there's one cell and you have 50 trillion of those in your body. 40 or 50 trillion of those in your body. But what's the point here? The point is that this is the chiyus of everything. The question is how much it's concealed, of course. That's why he says you need a lot of avoida. Because I don't see this life force. I have to think about it, I have to learn about it, I have to study about it. That's why there's a maimer. If it would be visible, it would be a whole different story. Even in physicality, it's not visible. You need microscopes and better microscopes and super microscopes. And there's even things that you can't see. When it comes to the spiritual life, it takes tremendous training and awareness and contemplation to think in such terms, to reflect in such terms. That's the first love. So that love is a love to God really as a love of self. You say love God. You already love God. It's the ultimate love of self, which is ultimately the love of God. This is very, very important. Because so many people in their mind, Avas Hashem and self-dignity is like a contradiction. And what the Balatanya teaches us here, that in the first step of love, it's mamish, this is it. And it's really a posik in Chumash. <laughs> but we touch Kihu Chayecha, love God because like, He's your life. In other words, He's responsible for your life. Huh? He gives you life. In other words, He's the big Uncle Sam. You gotta love Uncle Sam. You know, He's paying the checks. It's the Shver who's sponsoring you in Kailo. You better love Him. And if He says, you're coming for Pesach, you're coming for Pesach. I don't care if you don't like me. So that's so that's what the Maimir does. He's Magat, even in that Nakudi, you could lead, learn the Pasuk Bechitsonius. Love God because basically if you don't like him, <laughs> you're fried. You understand? It's the exact opposite of what he's saying. But you understand the natural conception is God is this big guy, he's bigger than you. What do I say? My tati is bigger than your tati. He's more muscular, he's more powerful. You better say you love me. Because if you don't say you love me, you know what I can do. Which is, of course, never creates love. <laughs> it can't create love. At best, it can create dread. 
not love, dread. Okay, so you're bigger than me, you're more powerful than me. Like a lot of people that have such a relationship with their shver. <laughs> Thank God not everybody, but we have that concept. You know, he controls, people, he controls me with my money, and I have no choice. <laughs> you want me to pay the bills? Kihu chayecha is not love him because he is your life, and therefore, you know, you got to be scared. So therefore, he's telling you to love, you love. La'avas Hashem alakecha kihu chayecha means, that's yourself. You're not two separate beings. We have to stop thinking of God as God. I told you, the problem with the word God is that it's a separate entity. The words that's always used in Lakota Torah is Ein Saif. What's Ein Saif? Ein Saif means the all-encompassing reality. That's what Ein Saif means, right? Reality. Huh? Yeah. Ein Oid exactly. In other words, it's not some being out there who has all the power and can send lightning and can send electricity volts. Rather, who is who This self that you're trying to detach from him is like God. Leave me alone. Yeah, you got the wrong conception. This self that you love so much, your individuality. People say, especially young people, I want freedom. I want to be me. I want to self-actualize myself. Beautiful words. If you listen to commencement speeches at graduations, you ever hear in universities, right? The tycoons stand up and say, live out your dreams, or graduation of yeshiva. <laughs> live your dreams, don't listen to anybody's criticism, right? You know those speeches that they give to people? To go live their dreams. <laughs> They're supposed to figure out what their dreams are and live their dreams. Self-actualization. So this self-actualization, you're like, God, why are you mixing into me? It would be mamish like somebody coming to the nutritionist or to the doctor or to the geneticist and he telling the person, listen, let me tell you a little bit about your genes. Let me tell you a little bit about (laughs) your DNA. Let me tell you a little bit about the chemistry of your body. And the person will say, you know, I cannot deal with this. You tell my genes not to interfere into my life. <laughs> and you tell my cells not to dictate how I live. And the doctor will look at him and say, Bubala, the genes are not interfering into your life. The genes are your life. <laughs> you don't tell me, don't, my cells are not going to mix in. Tell my brain to stop mixing in. They're not mixing in. <laughs> that you is that, that your genes are your life. Tell God not to mix into my life. Which life? <laughs> you are divine. That is your life. Kihu chayecha. It's like back to our refrigerator saying, you tell the electricity not to mix into my identity. <laughs> really? I have my own life. You get a life, I have my own life. Electricity, you get a life. Stop mixing into me. What's the life of the refrigerator outside of the electricity? You're a manifestation of the electricity. You could delude yourself, unlike a refrigerator. That's why refrigerators are better than us. And vacuum cleaners. You can delude yourself, but that doesn't change it. 
And that doesn't make you weaker. It, it tunes you in. It's called plugged in. You don't, you don't, it's not a curse for a refrigerator to be plugged in. It's like, stop repressing me. I'm not, I'm not plugged into anything. <laughs> okay, you're not plugged into anything. So what are you? Garnished a vacuum cleaner that's not plugged in, a laptop that's not plugged in, an iPhone that's chas v'shalom not plugged in. One of the worst crises. An iPhone not plugged in. What is it? Huh? Dead. Your typhus, this is the first ava. What do you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Parshas B'Shalach, right, we have a posseg, the Jews struggle with Hashem, and what do they ask? Hayesh Hashem Bikir Beinu Im Oyen. Is God among us or not? What do you mean? How can they ask such a question? <laughs> this is like uh, two weeks, three weeks after the exodus of Egypt, a few days or weeks after the splitting of the sea. Like, come on. You know, at least a year later, I understand, five years later, ten years later. How? Epis abyssal seichel. Hayesh Hashem bekirbenu. Bekirbenu literally means in the kishkas. Bekirbenu, from the word literally, bekirbenu, kerev, kravayim, right? Vechol kerev uchloyas. Kerev are the intestines, the kravayim. Bekirbenu literally means in the insides, in the innards. Hayesh Hashem bekirbenu. Inside of me, inside, in the kishkas, in the intestines. Im oyen or not. That God can exist as some big superpower who is all-powerful, fine. But the Bikirbeinu is a whole different experience. You're saying that even by the Yid, when they come out of Yitzhi, Yitzhi is a challenge to feel that. Yeah. 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 Okay, there's the Taichin Lakuta Toyota if it's Yesh or Ayin, that's already LP. Uh, we learned if it's Yesh, if it's Ayin. <laughs> that's already uh, a much higher Indian. I'm not uh, talking about that. That's uh, You remember the word, Tayesh Hashem Bekebenim Ayin, if it comes from Ayin. Does this love of Hashem always exist? And that you're just not aware of it? Yeah. This love is, 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 it's really, it's natural. But to create that conscious awareness needs tremendous work. And awareness and contemplation. Fight it. Fight it. We ourselves fight it. What do you mean? It's not that we're, I mean, it's, I think it's worse than not being aware of it. It's that we, 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 we're not enough to go against it, even though we, str- we struggle with it, that we, we deny it. We deny what? 
that we have this constant love first. That we, we have that we have this vagueness and that we are connected. That's beautiful. You hear what he says? In other words, we fight it. We deny the fact that we're always so close, that we're always one. I deny the fact that I am divine. Because that means it means responsibility. It means I'm never a victim. It means life is good. Not easy for Jews. <laughs> Not easy for Jews. Right? It means you have nothing to complain. What are you going to do? It means you're successful. It means you're a powerhouse. This is not good news for the Jewish people. I'm fahakt, I'm fayokt, I'm fadist. The system is against me. Like the guy said, just because I'm paranoid, it doesn't mean the whole world is not out to get me. It also means you're a free person. You think it's easy to be free. How many people left prison after 25 years and took their lives? How many people? In, 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 in a tragic way, slavery was a comfort zone. They were there for 25 years, 45 years. It's, it's the common things you can read about it. They go out, they don't know what to do. I remember when Shalmar de Kharabashan came out of prison last year, there was Hanukkah. So I myself got a lot of messages from people, you're a friend of his, make sure he goes to therapy. <laughs> make sure eight years, and he wasn't treated nicely. I was by him quite a few times. He was treated like the real prisoners. He wasn't in a camp where you walk around and play tennis and then work out for hours and then, you know, do dvekas and then they bring in the cholent and then they bring in jalapeno herring, etc. Not that any prison is chas good, but there's levels. He was, he was a real prisoner, like in the old days. So people said, you know, therapy, therapy, therapy. So he came to see me like, I don't know, two or three days after. So, you know, Shalmar de Kharbashan is a, is a Erlich Yid. So he says, the Oilam tells me I need therapy. The Trachst Daf. You think I need? Because uh, I don't feel anything. I'm fine. And this. I said, Daf. Somebody said, Mir Daf in therapy. <laughs> but then I realized why. Because he never allowed himself to really go into prison. Even when he, he came in Lagboyim, we had a Fabrengen in the tent. So, so every time he said when I was in prison, he didn't say when I was in prison. He says when I was in a place that many people call prison. So at some point I thought it's a mishagas. I said, could you just say when I was in prison? No. He says, no. Eight years I fought that. Do you want me now to, to change? Eight years I fought that. I was not in prison. I was in a place that people call prison. But it's a very powerful tool. It's not simple. You know, it's easy to talk about, but, uh, experiencing it as a whole different tool. So, for a person to be able to really embrace this is a very powerful idea. And it's very easy, as you say, to deny it. That's why he says you need an avoid and amal gadol. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. He told me, he says, I, I said, what, what does this mean practically? He said, listen, I ask you a question. Hashem is also in prison. He's also stuck. I said, probably not. <laughs> he says, well, I was one with Hashem, so I also wasn't in prison. Metapshittis. <laughs> Metapshittis. He told the story where uh, Stan Boy told him that you're not really yeah. here. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah like by me, said, yeah. They don't make people like It's like Jews in Russia. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's a certain attitude. So Reb Moshe is explaining why, did I explain well what you said, why people deny this thing. Huh? I think yeah, that's why you come here every morning. And that's why we come every morning to be with you. You have a good energy. It goes like this. Taiv la tzadik, taiv la shechena. That's why he sits near you. Mr. Jacob sits near you. <laughs> huh? What I don't get is someone steals something. into a prison. <laughs> no, no, we're not promoting that at this year. <laughs> to go steal and end up in prison and say that God is there. <laughs> it's not what we're promoting. A person could do tshuva. People make mistakes, yeah. People make bad mistakes. They do stupid things and they end up in stupid places. But let's remember something. Ultimately, they're not in prison because they stole. You know how I know? A lot of thieves are not in prison. (laughs) They're in prison because they were caught. (laughs) So the question is why they were caught. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) A lot of thieves, some of you know them well, are not in prison. They should be. A lot of people who belong in prison are not in prison. A lot of people who have done some really bad things, I'm not talking about money, other stuff, are not in prison. Other people are in prison. They were caught. The question is, why was somebody caught? That's already not a question of law. That's already a spiritual question. This you have to ask Rabashkin. I don't know why. I can't answer why. I don't know. This one goes through this, this one. Oh, do we know this? Do we understand this? Right? You know the secrets of the universe. Marshall Leib Salsavar said, the secrets of Torah, there are some Jews who know. The secrets of the universe, only you know. Nobody else knows. It's a very powerful idea. We say in the Confessions, Yom Kippur, you know the secrets of every living being. Secrets of Torah, there are some Jews who merit to know, at least many of them. But the secrets of the world, that only you know. Even great people don't know it. They don't know. They don't always understand. There's a lot of things about people's journeys that are inexplicable. You look at two people. This one's journey is the same, grew up the same, but it's not like they're very different in so many ways. But their journeys are so different. And their struggles are so different. And this is not connected to, uh, 
things that people know, like we learned in the Maimon Mizma Shechanuk Sabayas, right? About Shikha, you remember? About Mioidea, things that are beyond us. Rotsen Lerotsen, right? It's not, uh, it's not always clear if you look, this person belongs here, this person belongs there. Okay, so this is all a summation of <laughs> the first love that's rooted in a Malakalalma. So try to work on this love today. Okay? To be able to reveal it, yeah. You don't have to create it, you reveal it and accept it and embrace it in a deep way. And then we could maybe, maybe be ready for the next love. Next love is already, uh, a whole different level. Have a wonderful day. And a loving day. Love and feel loved. Today, may you love and feel loved. Huh? You as well. All premises of this mind, it's all based on but it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many people Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't love themselves. Yeah. Nuvazak's too. Says this is all if you like yourself. You love your life, and then you could say, Your life is Hashem. Yeah. He's Mama Shamasad Shit. It's not even a Shaila. Yeah. Not even a Shaila that uh, that a person loves his life. And you're saying so many people. That in itself is a lesson. That what? You have to see your value. It's, that's teaching our value. Because it's not a question. We're busy. How could I love myself? What? Look at me. Look what I've done. The Palatania telling you, look at There's no such thing. Beautiful. Very good, Moshe. I didn't know you opened that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gavaldig, I was always looking for a substitute. Zuck's good. You understand what he's saying? He's saying, let's ask a person, let's go back. Why does a person not like himself? And you will discover, Marsha, I'm going to explain what you said. Say that. Then you can internalize it to me. But I can't live it for you. That's kind of Go back and try to figure out why any person says, I hate my life. I wish I can die. I hate every moment. I dread wake up wake. I dread waking up in the morning. And you'll discover something very powerful. That is not embedded in their very nature. There's something behind it. There's some deep, deep experience encounter, uh, trauma, abuse, circumstances, of course, inside or outside, right? That is causing it. You look at a baby, I'm talking about a healthy baby who's nurtured, who's protected. There's a love of life. Look at the three-year-old kid eating ice cream, right? Playing Lego. The two-year-old riding their bike, running around in the grass, there's a love of life. How does that change? Again, you're making an exception. I'm talking about a healthy baby. But, but again, no, 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 no. If, 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 if a baby is locked up, and being abused, they snuff out. 
They snuff out from them their soul. Things that this happened. That's my point. That's exactly my point. About the sixty-year-old. You? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm happy about the bike. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to say that children have this natural um, innocence and fun, fun of life. Huh? Yes, yeah, the joy of life, yeah, as the French say. The French try to per- continue. No, I, what my, I'm bringing out a point. When you sit with somebody, yeah, We'll say, if you'll see someone, say, I want to die, him alive. You say, maybe you can go visit a therapist. Why? Because we recognize that it's not the natural way, that there's something off about it. We want to help the person. Why do we want to help the person? Why, if somebody wants to jump off a bridge, do we call the police? We fight him. him. Why? Because we all as a society, even from a secular society, certainly from a Jewish perspective, recognize that there's something sick about the person. When somebody says, chas v'shalom, they have cancer, or they have, getting a, they have a heart attack or a stroke, we put them in the hospital. We don't say, okay, let's celebrate it. We recognize that there's something unfortunately dysfunctional in the body that needs emergency, urgent help. We all recognize that. You don't say, you're sick, great, die. When somebody says, I hate my life, I want to kill myself, we recognize that there's something so wrong, we want to help them. We say, can we? Talk, can you go talk to somebody? Why am I sending you to talk to somebody? Because we all recognize that it's not supposed to be that way. It's an aberration of life. Something is missing, and therefore, we, and we want to get to the bottom of it. We want to find out what is it, and we will find out that it is something connected to to something about me that I hate. There's something about me that drives me crazy. Maybe it's an endless shame. How many boys who were, or girls who were molested live with shame and they can't live with it, they have to die. Because they look in the mirror and they see the, 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 the worst monster in the world. I can't live with a monster. And I'm the monster because they blame themselves. It's not their fault that they were in that circumstance. No, no we're not blaming. Hundreds of kids. Right. Exactly. Not only the world over, human. Yeah, yeah. And even suicide is what we hear about. And what about the drugs before the suicide? And the suffering, until the drugs. And the suffering before the drugs. So it's not such a Muslim sheet that she is whining. Oh, so Reb Moshe is saying, yeah? So Reb Moshe is saying, what's the ultimate antidote to this? When the person realizes that the real self you can't hate. The real self you gotta love. That's the ultimate antidote. But this very uh, main source has created the circumstances of that. So you mentioned kids being abused. It's not their fault. They didn't choose it. A hundred percent. They didn't choose it. They know they went home from Kaida. They, they didn't know. The rest of the life, they would have to start. They didn't know. Line. They didn't know. Right. And our, jo- and our job in society is to be able to be those people who show them that love that they deserve. That's our job. I can't answer that question. I'm, just I'm sorry. Saying, I think before that, right? It's, 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 it's a very hard thing to do. Come on. Because 
But let me ask you a question. What's the hope for such a type of person? Before we go to the hope and to the healing, I know there is hope and healing and recovery. So these people started off negative. You're right. You're right. Starting over Their self-perception is already traumatized. And that's if and there was that, abuse. Fault, yeah. Know, and sometimes it's different types of trauma. It's not always abuse. Sure, so you mentioned abuse. And what if people in dysfunctional families? Dysfunctional families, yeah. Or poverty or, or yeah. bullying. Or, yeah. Things. But it's, and, and what, what's the bottom line of all of them? I hate my life. They never had a chance. Or executives sometimes who are making millions and commit suicide. They also hate their life. It's definitely or probably connected to childhood trauma as well. Citizen Kane. Huh? Rosebud. Rosebud. Meditate and have you love yourself. What's the subject of study? Not directly. These people have never had a chance. Not and I think, and I think that's what you said, right? The most powerful teaching one can give such a person, and we can give ourselves is this statement. And the healing, to strip off and get to the bottom of it. You are the divine light in this world. That's who you are. That's who you really are. And nobody can take that away from you. That part is not vulnerable for somebody to take away from you. You're not a little vulnerable shmata that because I punched you physically or emotionally, you're done. Just like Titus. Titus stabbed the parochus of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It started to bleed and he said, oh, I killed God. When Hitler and Himmler and Eichmann and, and Mengele sent the Jews into the gas chambers, they didn't think they were sending Jews into the gas chambers. They were sending God into the gas chambers. And every time uh, 500 or, or 20,000 Jews were gassed in a day, God was gassed in a day. Of course. That was the, the venom. I mean, of course, they wanted to exterminate every Jew, but it was deeper than every Jew. They wanted God in the gas chambers. And when they burnt Rebchanin ibn Tzadin in a Sefer Torah, they didn't want to only burn Rebchanin ibn Tzadin. What they need a Sefer Torah for? They wanted to burn God. The abuser, the abuser, right? He cannot destroy God. And therefore he cannot destroy you. I don't know if there's too many more healing ideas in the literature of healing that you're going to find. Why I have to go through the pain I have to go through and rediscover that? That's a big question. <laughs> That's bigger than Rabbi Y.Y. answering. <laughs> you know that. We all know that. And I'm not going to answer the question, but I do want to say that the fact is that somebody who discovers this through pain owns this in a way that nobody else owns it. Not that it, I could say this justifies a kid being abused for three years, I'm not saying that. 
I don't know God's mind, why he allows all all that and other evil in the world. I don't know. But I do know that people who go through their struggles and then discover this, when they discover this, nothing is going to touch. They own it. It's theirs because they had to fight for it. They didn't just look in the mind, oh, very nice, next. No, no, it's not next. They stopped. They went, I don't know, 10 years, they had to work on it. When they own it, they own it. Bounces with the main, huh? with the main moral. The bounces with the, the love. The world was also moral. Yeah. Moral healed moral, not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Ramban Vikisa, yeah. Theory is that everything that Hashem. Homeopath, homeopath. Theory is that everything Hashem does is for the good. So, Vidi I mean, it's Vidi Evan, but it's being talked about. But we gotta go from there. Yeah. And, and yeah. try to. There was a young man who was suffering from homosexual tendencies. Very, very intense ones. He penned a heart-wrenching letter to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, 1986. The Rebbe wrote him back a three-page correspondence. Very, very powerful letter. I read it once, I saw it once. One paragraph startled me startled me. The Rebbe says there, the boy wanted to know why he has to go through this. He says, I don't know. It's certainly part of the mysteries of life and the mysteries of divine providence. But then the Rebbe added one point as a possible suggestion generally. He said that sometimes a person possesses inside of them a light that is so powerful that it can change the world. But the only way the person will be able to uncover that secret power and call it their own is by being compelled to overcome some major challenges in their life, which without it, they would never be able to discover the truest power of self. I was reading it, and I thought to myself, many people would speak to such a boy, and sadly and unfortunately feel disdain, like ich. Others, many more hopefully, would feel empathy. Empathy. What did the Rebbe do? The Rebbe said, wow, what a gift. The crisis became an opportunity. The challenge suddenly was a catalyst for your ultimate realization. Now, this is not a lack of empathy. (laughs) It's not like, he didn't start off the letter that way. First he said, I don't understand. Because if you right away start off, oh, you're cursed? That's wonderful. (laughs) Then you'll lose the person. But it's the ultimate empathy. The ultimate empathy is that you're not a Rachmanis case. Nebach, 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 nebach. There's empathy. I'm so sorry. But the ultimate empathy is empowerment. The ultimate empathy is that you're an ambassador of God and you were sent to places where nobody else was sent because of the magnitude of your potentials that are completely on a different magnitude. Such a Rebbe you want to have. (laughs)
<laughs> this is such a romantic morning. I know why, because tomorrow is my birthday. So you're feeling it. <laughs> no. <laughs> my uh, Jewish birthday. My Bishvili Nivra Ha'olam birthday. Oh, I didn't even realize I was quoting Michael Savage about birthdays. That was mamish unconscious. Mamish unconscious. I know. I heard it from Michael Savage. That's why the Rebbe was into birthdays. The Rebbe was into birthdays, I know. That I heard from the Rebbe. That I didn't need savage. But this vart, this vart, the Rebbe spoke a lot about the day you were born. But this vart, that the day that you were born is the day Hashem said the world can't be without you. And Savage was, was, a, it was, he says, you sometimes hear a man of God. He says, you hear wisdom, real wisdom. He says, this, you know how he speaks. He says, this line can't be said by anybody. He says, sometimes you hear a line, you know, this is, oh, he says, this is a holy man, a holy man. He said this on the radio. I turned it on. I'm like, wow, it's so nice to get a Sheikh Siddhis. Yeah, usually I go into a car, they're listening to me. I don't like when people listen to me in the car when I'm there, because it's hard enough, me being me, I don't have to listen to me. So I like to turn on other things, I don't have to hear me. I know why, you know what I mean, it's nice to go out of my brain a little. So I turned on Savage, I thought maybe, you know, he'll curse out uh, somebody in a geschmack away, and uh, I'll have be distracted for 20 minutes. And suddenly I hear, I hear... I want to tell you a line that somebody tells me from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess when how we'll, we'll know a Mashiach is here when any station that you'll turn, you'll hear, uh, you'll hear Eneid Mulvada here, you'll hear from the Rebbe, you'll hear from this one. Uh, yeah, then you'll then you'll know that Mashiach is here. Yeah. Okay. Switch from seven seventy. No, you really ben Shapiro. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, the ben Shapiro, yeah, is from Ayid. I get to Okay. Yeah, Ah. No, I don't think so. Oh, really? Okay. So why not? Why not? Go to Chabad school not because he's surviving, because nobody else has said so. <laughs> Everybody have a wonderful day. A lot of atzlocha. Memalik alalman, yeah, memalik alalman. Vashtest. We have to celebrate your bishvili. Okay, we're celebrating right now. What's the best way to celebrate? Thus is lechayim. What's lechayim? Lechayim is to life. Thus lechayim. Tell me, tell me, schnapps is better than this. Okay, but you know, right? It's better than this. Tos is l'chaya. Adirabe, but I can't push on this drink. And I have, uh, it's one of my dysfunctionalities. Kenesh, it's too bitter for me. You say, Medafibe, Medafibe, Kenesh. Okay, we'll continue the next uh, subject. Was macht der Brüchem Abayim? Engländer? Von wo kommt? Is that the Gewinner, man? Eh?
Alte Chaver von Monroe. Bruch ihm abbei. Wo wohnt er jetzt? Okay. Yeah, that's the idea. That's what bittel is. Bittel means you become a conduit for the king. The Gemara says, Man Malki Rabbonon. Real Rabbonon, real Talmud Chacham is the Melech. Because if you become one with Torah. Yeah. I was learning that yesterday morning, a week behind with Rashi. Say a good. Shekoyach Rebaren. You know, Reb Aaron, okay, I should really announce it when everybody is here. Reb Aaron posts on the yeshiva.net every day a outline of the shear in English. And Reb Ezreel posts the whole shear in Hebrew. Yeah. So if you want to review it in writing, Reb Ezreel posts every day on the yeshiva.net the whole shear in Hebrew. Even the day before the wedding. The day of the wedding, not yet. Mahal Cheshben. Ah? So Rabbi Aaron Yishikoyach. That way I go back and I see what I said. Don't worry, I also don't understand everything. <laughs> this class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.